The issues surrounding social safeties are not structural and systematic. We're starting this podcast to, uh, today with a problematic quote that was uh, made by Fred Weirman, who was the dean of the UFA. My name is Marlene and I'm here with Luana today. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Luana, how are you today? Uh, I'm fine. Nice. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, so, yeah, what we're talking about today is a, a very problematic issue. Um, we're talking about the sexual harassment cases that have been revealed this year in June by the NRC magazine. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know about it, great that you're listening to the podcast now. Um, so in June, um, the NRC newspaper, it's a very popular newspaper in Amsterdam, published um, an article that stated that several students have complained about a certain professor who sexually harassed them since years, and this has boi uh, been going on since 2012. Um, and they said that he verbally and physically harassed them for years. Um, the teacher was known to put his hands on student thighs and under another's sweater. Um, he also described a stain on a book similar to uh, sperm, and he told uh, another student that in the Netherlands it is possible to pay another way. So this is just a no-go. It's... Uh, super problematic, but the UFA did not react to fire um, the professor due to saying that the complaints were anonymous. Um, in fact, uh, students were just scared that they, that they wouldn't be protected um, in, a, in a way. And the teacher just continued to teach and work at the master's program uh, conservation and restoration, and there was also no file for this case. So this is uh, super problematic. Um, we see that the UFA leaves space for sexism and gender-orientated uh, discrimination. And I'm here with Luana today. Um, she organized, she was one of the people who organized a protest on the 19th of June, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Um, and uh, so you organized a protest um, regarding the sexual harassment cases. How did you actually uh, first hear about the harassments and What was like your first reaction to it? Well, um, I was part of the FSR last year, so FSR FGD, mm -hmm. and we already knew that there was going to be an article regarding sexual harassment, okay. but we didn't know what uh, was going to be in it. We thought, oh, this is going to be a case, and it might be really an incident, and it's going to be super chaotic, but okay, we already know, so we were kind of prepared. Um, the night the NRC article got published, I was actually at a movie, which was pretty, uh, yeah, it was pretty heavy movie, yeah. to be honest. And then uh, I got out of the movie and I saw my, that my phone has just blown up in yeah. the FS air chat with all these people responding to the article saying how much it's also the fault of Fred Weerman and also the UFA who was really responsible for it, you know? Yes. We were expecting something that was just really incidental, mm -hmm. but this was so much bigger and it was going on for years and years and we didn't know. So um, yeah, that's how I first heard about it. And I, I was so angry and also, yeah, not only angry, but also kind of afraid, you know, because, yeah. well, you, well, I have a great experience at studying at the UFA mm -hmm. and all my friends have a great experience, but Apparently, if you chose the wrong studies, you could be under the supervision of a teacher who doesn't have his best interest in you, tries yeah. to humiliate you time and time again. And 
um, the UFA doesn't respond to that well. So it was not only reading about these students that went through all the horrible stuff, but mm. also knowing that it could be you or one of your female friends that went through the same thing and wouldn't get any help from the UFA. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty angry. That's crazy as well. I also, when I did, uh, like, deeper into the case, I, I got scared, actually, because mm -hmm. I could see that the UFA is not reacting. Um, I mean, since 2012. Yeah. How? Um, yeah, I mm -hmm. just don't understand. How can that go on? for such a long time um, and then yeah you organized the protest it was, it was seven days after the article got published right the protest yes yeah yeah, yeah exactly uh, and what was the goal of the protest like yeah um, well I first wanted to obviously respond to what was written in the NRC what was yeah. Fred Wehrmann's response because he also published something in the NRC saying well the students are kind of overreacting and we also need to protect the teachers, so that's why we couldn't really react. I really don't understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and my main goal for the protest was also to let these anonymous students know that there were also other voices, you know, yeah. that most of the students and the teachers don't agree with what Fred Weermann has said and done and allowed actually at the university. So that was the most important part. But then we also thought, oh, we can't just have a protest saying, oh, we want to teacher to get fired yeah. because it's not only the teacher who did something wrong it's the whole system that allowed uh, it to happen and it's not only sexual harassment that's a big problem at the university but also discrimination and racism and we also wanted the protest to just be about social safety mm -hmm. in the bigger context not only this specific case so that's what the objective of the protest was yeah yeah and um, you also just said that, that uh, several professors um, spoke up um, about uh, the power structures at the UFA as well. What, what was said um, about that specifically? Uh, well, a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I don't really remember the specifics of what was said yeah. at the protest, but the most important part is that um, even though we as a students think that all the teachers are equal and yeah. they all are super great, or well, at least most teachers are pretty great, there are also um, power structures between the teachers. Mm -hmm. You know, you have teachers who have more power, who have like a fast contract, I don't, like they have a regular contract, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so they don't get fired, but yeah. you also have teachers that hop on around for Every five years they go to another university. Yeah. But also how difficult it is for teachers to actually say something about their fellow teachers. Mm -hmm. So you could be having a problematic teacher at your faculty, but one, once he's in a higher rank than you are mm -hmm. or she, um, you can't actually do anything about it because you can't speak up about someone who's in a higher position than you are that easily and who also has influence over you yeah so it's uh, fucked up yeah. yeah and that's also probably like how a lot of students feel like because they feel like their teachers are in a hierarchical higher order than them but i didn't know that you have that between the teachers as well actually yeah you also have between the teachers also the management obviously but yeah. you also read it in the nrc article the yeah. students who complained went to the study advisor yeah. and the study advisor said well you know you could also just switch uh, college or switch <laughs> to another university or just Thanks go into the therapy. Help. Yeah, that's 
So that was the recommendation from the UFA. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, and uh, yeah, you organized the protest with um, Humanities Valley, right? Mm -hmm. Can you explain a bit what is Humanities Valley and what do they do? Yeah, Humanities Valley got founded in 2014. Mm -hmm. There was a plan then about uh, merging all the humanities into one big, large uh, course okay, that everyone yeah. could follow. So you would lose all the specialization in humanities. Yeah. Uh, then some students gathered and said, well, we aren't going to allow it. And that's where the name Humanities Rally comes from. Mm -hmm. We haven't changed the name. A lot of people think we're only humanities based, yeah. which <laughs> worked for this protest, I guess. But um, that's not the case. Uh, humanities Rally, Rally really tries to stand up for students mm -hmm. and teachers and tries to go beyond the policies and management functions that kind of um, compartmentalize uh, other problems. Yeah. So we really try to make it accessible for students to know what's happening, to organize protests regarding topics that are happening at the university. But it also is pretty, pretty big, you know, when Two years ago, the climate protests were really coming up. A lot mm -hmm. of us actually made a new group called Students for Climate. So we also yeah. do that. It's just a big wing for all student activists. Coming together. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And that's super brave as well. I feel like that you guys are doing it because um, as we just talked about, like the hierarchical structure, um, I think it's nice that you guys stand up against it. Uh, can anyone join Humanities Valley, actually? Uh, could yeah. I join? <laughs> yeah, obviously you could join. You yeah. could just send a message to yeah. Humanities Rally. Sweet. But it's also kind of a spontaneous happening. If something happens, if something well, happens, yeah. we it. just it's not yeah. yeah, yeah, fun. But up, everyone yeah. can send a message. For, hey, I want to help organize this protest, and yeah, we'll include you. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and coming back to the protest um, in general, what do you? What do you think, um, or was there something said about how universities could maybe work better against abuse in general, or like as a contradiction, how did Fred Weirman handle the case as a contradiction to how it should be handled? Yeah, well, I think um, the most important part about how the university should react is that it really should protect the students in yeah. the first place who try to stand up for themselves or really try to get some help to be honest yeah. I don't know even if standing up for themselves really covers it it's just trying to get help from the university for something that they should also rightfully so get and yeah. um, you just saw that how the university handled it was just hide behind this policy that was saying well you need to file an official complaint and you need to use your name for it and yeah. The, is that also the only way how you can uh, file a complaint? You need to have your name on it? Or? Yes, you could also go to the studio advisor, which is something they also did. But the studio advisor also said, well, I can fire him because, or we have had some complaints, but you just kind of have to deal with it because he is such a high-ranked person at the studies that we can fire him that easily okay so it's easier if you switch college or you switch university then. they actually said that yeah wow. so uh, so you could go to the studio advisor who's most of the times also kind of connected to the teacher in some way possible so that's not a case you could go to the ombuds functionaries if you don't trust the studio advisor but the ombuds functionaries she needs uh, official complaints okay. like uh, with your name on it. And we saw in this case why that's really not uh, 
a good possibility for a lot of students because especially in such a small field you kind of want the anonymity to steep to stick on your name because you kind of want to make it and you want to study and you want to progress in your studies and yeah. even though that was already hindered by this horrible professor they also to do something about it you also need to give your name and that's mm. yeah that's really unfair and yeah. um yeah i just think that that's the biggest problem that's it should be anonymous and it should also be uh independent of the university because yeah. right now you see that these power structures kind of limit the objectivity of the case yeah and yeah i don't know fred weerman said we also should protect the teacher and that's why we have these official complaints in the first place because uh you should stay in a course then with the teacher on one side and the students who complain on the other side yeah which is obviously super scary yeah um and i get the the task of a free trial uh, or a fair trial i think that's really important but you see how the university kind of doesn't understand what a free fair trial really means yeah they want to protect the trial from just public opinions like oh, every teacher that has any Me Too complaint against him should be fired. Like, I'm not for up for that. But um, you just saw that actually the biases of the teachers and the management uh, reflects in the policy that has been subscribed. Yeah. Because when you say, oh, we heard some complaints about the teacher, so we're going to inform him that the students didn't like this and then um, he will change his behavior you're kind of acting from the permission that from the premise that you think that he that it wasn't intentional or yeah. that it was accidental that or was a mistake uh, yeah. that it was a mistake like it's not something that he was actively knows and tries to hide and knows ways to yeah uh, interact with it and i think that's also a big generation clash yeah. also so yeah that's right. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> answer, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I think Fred Weerman did a lot wrong. But I also think Fred Weerman is just from a generation that might never really get it. Yeah. What, um, what we're really asking for. Yeah, that's what I think as well. And I think there are also two big problems, as what you said. It's not a, because um, he said they talked to the professor and then he changed his behavior. But it's not like you change your behavior of being sexist or discriminating Uh, gender-based this is something that is deeply internalized mm -hmm. and that's a big problem sexism is not a mistake it's an internalized problem and that's the first mistake i think and the second one as well as you said the students they um they have to yeah work on their studies they shouldn't be dealing with problems like that in the mm -hmm. first place and secondly why do they have to put their name on it why why can't they just be listened to why do they <coughs> sorry I do have to have they go to this uh, pr uh, procedure where they put their name on it and be in a big case and have to uh, um, sp speak several times about like what happened to them and be publicly there, you know, to mm -hmm. everyone. It's already such a big sensitive topic and yeah. uh, students should be protected in that manner. I yeah, think. really. But it's also so logical that at one point they just went to the NRC, you know, because... yeah. <laughs> the NRC did more for them than the university ever did. And yeah. that's just so, that's, that's so messed up also. And it's really brave of the students. Uh, 
we really might emphasize that that's they really tried to change the whole discourse on this topic by going to the NRC, making it public, also kind of letting know. I think if you're working in such a small field, people all actually kind of know who wrote the article. So yeah. that's it's really brave. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. very brave. Yeah, and they they did it, and it's super brave. But they shouldn't have been forced to do it in no. the first place. Um, has the UFA actually taken like any changes in general to prevent and help students or, <laughs> no. or not at all? Uh, no, they uh, said they wanted to, well, after the article came out, they first were really hesitant to uh, apologize. First of all, they yeah. said they acted correctly and that uh, they should also try to protect the teacher. Well, we already kind of talked about that. Um, yeah, uh, at one point they saw that people were really angry, so then they eventually apologized and they said they were going to have an uh, onderzoek, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm, ba, 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 university, onderzoek is a really important word. Um, yeah, yeah. They are trying to investigate. That's <laughs> the word. Yeah, they, they try to investigate what exactly went wrong in the whole procedure. Uh, and in October they are going to publish it. Um, I think it's really unnecessary, to be honest, because it all happened. You know, it's since 2012. You know, it took them. Yeah, took them and a we. Time. I could also kind of tell you what went wrong here, and that's that's all the parties involved aren't independent, yeah. and that's really your fault. And you should try to make them independent, and you're not doing that. So, I don't know if that's what comes out of the uh, investigation. We could already tell you this yeah, uh, course, it, it yeah. really doesn't help but I think the UFA is really afraid of admitting that it was really their fault because I felt that as well also mm -hmm. like um, I was remember I watched a video of the Dean where he in his vlog or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, where he said in the first place that he doesn't think that the timing is right at the moment that was like the first sentence I think uh -huh. that was said and I thought well, well I mean timing is never right right it was su such a weird comment to it in the first place I think and what did he mean with uh, timing was right? he said like because it was during corona like everything happened he said he think that the timing is not right at the moment because yeah, I, think. <laughs> yeah <that's laughs> okay. I, I just thought it was so random. Yeah, so I yeah. haven't listened to it. I didn't want to hear <laughs> anything about it. I get it, yeah. 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 But you also said like uh, uh, no one is very uh, independent from the UFA. And I remember in 2016 there was um, um, uh, like a, a file published by the Diversity Commission and they had, um, yeah, different things that they suggested the UFA could do differently and mm -hmm. they also said there should be an ombuds person and I think there was one in that like in the specific case here yeah. but um, yeah what could you maybe explain what is an ombuds person and how did they fail in this specific case um, <laughs> sorry yeah. for all the questions no yeah this is a podcast I get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask questions. well the ombuds functionaries yeah, I also really don't know the super specifics about it, but the ombuds functionary should stand up for uh, being an independent body uh, to stand up for things like this. Like, mm. for example, uh, stand up for sexual harassment. In sexual harassment cases, they should stand up for the students who experience the sexual harassment. Yeah. Um, so uh, then we have Jacqueline Schone and 
she should have done this, but she's also not independent of the Saver Bay, and the Saver Bay also has kind of an interest mm-hmm. in uh, what comes out and what doesn't, and what can harm their reputation and what doesn't. And Jacqueline Schone also asked for, hey, could we maybe have some uh, official complaints? We want your names, otherwise we can't go yeah. further with the process. And that's that's really not helpful in any way. There's also a social safety task force, which should also mm-hmm. help with these kind of problems because yeah. Jacqueline Schone has proven to not be uh, capable to do this. But also the social safety task force is full of white, heterosexual people uh, without any queer representation, without any black students uh, or black people. So no. that's also really weird because those are actually the groups that are most likely to be in an unsafe environment at the UFA. And we don't have any representation from that part uh, talking about the new policy that is going to be made. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. Yeah. I think um, one of my friends um, who went to the protest, actually, <coughs> she told me that there was one student um, who worked uh, closely with Fred Wehrmann. Mm-hmm. And that student said that um, there was, yeah, there was also a lot of discrimination going on behind the scenes. And I think that's what you said before as well, right? Like about the hierarchical structure behind the professors, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that student was also talking about Fred Weermann specifically, but also about all the people that are kind of involved, like Jacqueline Schoon is also not the best. Uh, Anne de Graaf, all these mm-hmm. people kind of have a bad relationship with the students they are working with mm-hmm. that are... Um, minorities most of the time and kind of discriminate them when they go to radical or to want other opinions and they quickly dismiss them or want them out of the position or kind of belittle them so yeah it's also the people who are in charge are not the best um i can't really yeah i don't really want to uh, kind of copy paste everything that has been said during the protest but the student we're talking about was the first international student who joined the FSR, FGW, um, and the uh, Fred Weermann, most of the times when we were having a meeting, uh, we discussed it that it should be in English because so everyone could participate and yeah. all our meetings were also in English, so it was super easy. But Fred Weermann time and time again just started to speak Dutch okay. and <laughs> just ignored completely. And when he said Fred speak English, yeah. it was also always a bit okay i'll do it I but mean. but also kind of belittling the guy saying that he was a turkse junge even though he's not turkish um yeah yeah so really weird behavior so also weird, from yeah. fred and also i have heard a lot of students that worked with fred Weermann who just burst into tears after talking to him yeah and also when i first met him he was so belittling and so I don't know, so not letting me finish talking yeah. or just being super pa- yeah, paternalistic with me. And I was like, yeah. you don't need to no. <laughs> do this. Did I'm you, an adult. Yeah. Did you actually talk to him like about the case? And um, did you have contact with Fred Berman like, about the um, protests? Or? Uh, well, about the protests. Yeah, we had a meeting with the FSR mm-hmm. where we discussed this with Fred Weermann and other people in the board. Yeah. Um, well, I was kind of on a mental breakdown that day uh, yeah. 
because I haven't slept for a whole week. So <laughs> I was kind of crying while I was talking to Fred Weerman. Uh, <laughs> didn't really help. But we were asking him all these questions about, hey, why has this happened? What And like more in-depth questions about what the university should have done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the others did a way better job than me. Once again, I was just crying the whole time. But <laughs> but uh, all these questions, that I just kind of said, oh, but that was the policy. I, I couldn't actually do anything more than what I have done. And I think it's really strange that management always tries to hide behind this policy. Yeah, I feel like everyone wants to hide behind that. Like, yeah. I, I can't change anything. I mean, I have a very high position, but yeah. Yeah, I'm responsible for the policy, but yeah, here it goes or something. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, Yeah, this, so that was really weird uh, to talk to him about. I mentioned the protest to mm-hmm. him during the the overleg. <laughs> um, so I mentioned it to him, like, hey, how do you feel that there are going to be, like, are there more than a thousand people interested on Facebook about this protest where we demand you to be fired? How do you feel about it? Yeah. And then he got <laughs> really annoyed. So I think he just... Uh, I just feel annoyed about it. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't really... Um, yeah, I think he just thought the protest was kind of a big fuck you or a, a little bit childish, maybe. I don't know what he thought, but uh, he didn't ever respond really to that question. Okay, and well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we never got a response also from uh, any Save a Bay member or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah, it's kind of weird when you think about it since kind of got a lot of media attention. Yeah, that says a lot, I think, already. Yeah. Like, no answer is an answer. Um, yeah, I mean, lastly, what do you, like, what do you think would be the next step for the UFA? I mean, I have an idea about it already. <laughs> <laughs> What's your idea? I think um, I think there should be a change in the board. Like the the dean as well. That's what I think. When when we just talked about like all these issues. Uh-huh. But what do you think? Well, I think the UFA has a bigger problem of um, kind of wanting to do everything top down. You know, like uh, make a policy and then apply it to every faculty, every studies. And I just think that doesn't work anymore. Or yeah. that it has proven to be too superficial to mm-hmm. really get into the specifics of uh, other situations. So yeah, I obviously think that Fred Weerman should resign and mm-hmm. that Fred Weerman is a bad dean. But I also think we should look at the power structures as they are. Yeah. Like how is it possible that Fred Weerman has such... So much power, right? So much power. And yeah. also with student democracy, like what is going on now? Like mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't even voting, but Also, when you get into student democracy, you notice that a lot of people don't actually have any power to change anything or that he just doesn't listen to you or he belittles you. So I think there's a lot that needs to be done. I think not only the change of the board, but the whole structure, right? Yeah. Like regarding the sexual harassment case, I just need think that there needs to be an um, independent body of the UFA that handles these kind of um, situations, like also... uh, different body that helps students get through their yeah. uh, psychological struggles that mm-hmm. they got from it. I think that's also really important. Yeah, 100%. Is there no nothing? Like, is there no help right now? Like, for those students who uh, have been harassed by this professor? I don't know exactly, but when they say, well, you could go in therapy as a this, yeah, solution, okay. I think that's not really... Uh, no. no. No, yeah, I don't think the UFA is really helpful in that. No department 
But yeah, a lot of things need to be changed and it's yeah. probably too much for just a podcast. But um, yeah, it's it's such a big problem. And mm -hmm. also maybe look at how we teach, uh, how we treat teachers or how all the teachers are not equal, you know? Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't have like this guy that has been teaching for more than three decennia have this much power over such a small studies, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, about topics like that as well. It doesn't yeah. mean that he's a, a professional at uh, treating those topics just because he has been teaching a really long time and should have that much power, I think. As well. yeah, yeah, so we should kind of overlook everything. It's yeah. not only, oh, we could have an easy solution to sexual harassment cases. Obviously, mm. the independent bodies are a good yeah. start, but we kind of need to look at everything to make sure that this isn't facilitated anymore as much as it was right now yeah 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 that's 100 right and maybe also some something very independent from the ufa as well like mm -hmm. there can't be that much power like from from the dean and like from everyone who is interconnected working at the ufa you know um, because they just want their best for their own reputation i guess yeah that's always anywhere where you work um no yeah um yeah coming back to the quote that i said in the beginning Issues surrounding social safeties are not structural and systematic. If you want, you can comment on that. Like to like, I mean, you, you did already to your thoughts. But do you have anything you want to say about that? Like the the quote from the dean, what he said. Yeah, well, obviously, I'm. <laughs> I don't agree. That's the whole yeah. uh, talk. That's the whole talk, right? Yeah, yeah but um, I also think that when you work at a university where uh, you have positions like teachers that are extremely powerful, I mean, you're standing in front of a class, a lot of people that are really easily influenced, that are young, that are kind of insecure, mm -hmm. uh, that are starting the beginning of their lives. It's really logical also that an abusive person would want that position, would want to be a teacher. Yeah. Because in that position, you have a lot of power over students. True. So yeah. we shouldn't act like it's some bad apples. This is actually a position that's really desirable for abusers. And that's why it's so weird that the UFA has already have two different com like NRSA articles published and mm -hmm. still hasn't done anything to change these structures. Because yeah. it's not weird that we have these bad apples. It's yeah. not weird that we have teachers that abuse, that... That can happen, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that exactly. can happen. and as long as we don't change these power structures, it's just a matter of time before there's another NRSA article yeah. uh, that will talk about these sexual harassment cases. You yeah, know? yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for the talk that we had today. Well, uh, thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks yeah. for organizing the protest. Thanks for Humanities Rally, really. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm super grateful that people like you are there and... Um, I hope I hope change will happen. I really do. Um, and that's also why I was super passionate about doing this podcast, having you here. So thank you again. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, thank you guys for listening as well to the Uber Radio interviews. And we will be back soon with new interesting stories again. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>